This is Imran Ali Malik And uh, this week This week was very, very difficult <laughs> In the best way It was such an incredible, incredible opening Many openings this week um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about that I wanted to talk about how um, At least what I can talk about Um so there's a studio being formed something really beautiful is growing up and around me and it's as if you've been a, a son for so long and now you have to take care of your parents or you just have to grow up really fast and uh, we're doing that we're doing it and um, I have an incredible incredible team of people that are ready to do work to leave their jobs to um, follow me down a vision that I have for 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 myself for my family for the Muslim community at large and especially creative people especially creative Muslims and uh, that is something that you know we're gonna do and we're doing it uh, by the grace of God. We're doing it. Yesterday we had an incredible pitch um, with a uh, a beautiful institution that I love dearly, and that you probably, if you're hearing this, you probably love them dearly also. And uh, within a week, we arranged this dream team of uh, people on the creative side and marketing side and and uh, writing and uh, it's it's about to uh, you know things are about to change really fast for a lot of us so that being said I did record a podcast this week I recorded our brother Amir Suleiman and he's somebody that I've known for 10 years uh, I haven't known him that whole time I knew him 10 years ago, we, we performed together, and, and then I knew him uh, later, after I left the band that I was in and went through this very um, intense spiritual crisis that led to beautiful openings, and um, which is this long journey that has led us to this point, going through um, Zaytuna College, studying, becoming uh, knowledgeable about the Islamic tradition, history, and uh, being on a spiritual path. So, so um, I thought what we could do with this episode, since I didn't have enough time to edit that one, is I can share a little bit of something that I put out for the patrons which is, um, we're calling it the Submitter Circle Podcast. Um, and it's, this is really about inner circles and outer circles. You know, um, we have the ability to do that now. You know, this is something that's very native and, and natural for Muslim traditions. Is that there's always going to be people who are closer to the, to the teacher 
Um, and there's always going to be people who are sort of on the outs, but they still want to be in. So we're created this, we've created this virtual version of that. Yes, you are patrons, and yes, your money is helping the production. But also, we want to draw you closer in and tell you what we're doing and why we're doing it. And, um, and bring you along for this journey. So I won't be talking about the studio on this podcast, usually, normally, and going forward, I think. But I will be talking about it and all the things that we're building on this other podcast, um, the Sub- Submitter Circle podcast. And you can join that by, by uh, going on to patreon.com slash submitter and uh, joining. We have right now, it's um, about 26 patrons. I'm hoping to get 14 more at the $8 tier before we open it up to a larger group of people by bringing the number down uh, to $3 to, to come on in. And the reason we're doing that is because we have, we're obviously uh, not even making cost right now with the podcast. Um, you know, this microphone I'm speaking on right now costs more than what, alhamdulillah, <laughs> uh, costs more than what we, uh, uh, are making a month so we've put in a lot a lot a lot of think thought into this a lot of training a lot of you know a lot of desire into making this podcast and if it was up to me i would be doing just this podcast and nothing else but it's god's will that we have to do other things also and we have to do a lot of things and i'm just responding to the call that's all i'm doing right now and uh, it's really been beautiful. So I just want to play you first a little clip from the Submitter Circle podcast, which I recorded on the kitchen table with my wife uh, while we were having some coffee and sparkling water. Uh, and uh, we talk about why the studio is named after me and what the thinking is behind that. And then after that, we will hear a clip from the upcoming episode with Amir Suleiman. Um, I was with him for about 10 hours, so probably what you hear at the end of this episode won't be uh, in the next episode. Maybe it will be. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises about that. But alhamdulillah, thank you for listening. Thank you for expecting this podcast to drop. I'm sorry it dropped a day late. But like I said, it's been one of the one of the most whirlwind weeks of my life. Every day was a miracle. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, everything was happening. Something new and tectonic would happen. Every time somebody would walk in the door, I would say, I have news for you. <laughs> and it would be really some significant news. And I really can't share, I can't share that much, all that news with you yet, but I can't wait to, inshallah, when the time is right. Okay, everyone. Assalamu alaikum from me and now you're going to be hearing some more uh from me but yeah so the studio i mean the main thing about it you know it's it's calling i'm calling it after my name ia malik and you know i was really hesitant to do that but um the reason i think i need to do that is because of something I learned when I was in West Africa. 
which is um I had this really great experience um with uh brother Sirajuddin, Muhammad Sirajuddin and Arthur Richards. Where are they from again? Well, Arthur's from Florida and Sirajuddin is from I think Massachusetts, but like hmm. he he uh they both live in Cairo. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Long story. I mean, I went there to go record a documentary, which I'm, you know, inshallah will will come out someday. But but Arthur and Sirajuddin live in Cairo. They both study with like um, Azhari scholars, more of the traditional curriculum. But the, the main thing I want to focus on here is the reason um, what I experienced there was like, what is it? What does it mean to be an imam or an emir? Um, mm-hmm. What does it mean to lead people? Mm-hmm. Because in the West, like the the leadership models that we talk about and we experience, are really like this top down where the the person on top gives the orders and the person who is the subordinate just listens. Mm-hmm. But Sirajuddin was our emir, and he I felt, uh, mashallah, tabarakallah, he 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 had a very prophetic um leadership model what I do felt. you what do you mean he was your emir well when we when we decided um to do this thing it was three of us we realized we're going to be on this journey together they knew each other but they didn't know me so i think you know sarajadeen wanted to like spell it out beforehand before i even met him he was mm-hmm. like you know there's this hadith that if there's two or more people together mm. um then you should appoint an emir oh interesting and he said, so I'm going to be the emir. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, that's good with me. Yeah, sure. Mm. It's always good to practice the sunnah. Mm. And he's like thinking about it. I'm like, sure. I need to, I have a lot of things to do with my camera and my microphones and it's fine. So, so was the trip like easier because of that? Or? It wasn't just easier because of that. It was amazing because mm. of that. Because his, that leadership model is one of service and mm. love the the one who's serving is there to listen support defend um most of the things that i would recommend to him he would say that we're doing that now Mm. and everybody else has to listen Mm. so the thing that become i think why it works is because like if any of the subordinates have a really good idea and if the the person is really listening Mm -hmm. then they can just make a decision saying so they can evaluate who has the best course of action. Mm-hmm. And when they say we're doing that one, everybody just does it. There's no mm-hmm. more discussion. Mm-hmm. There's no debate. There's no mm-hmm. hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. It's very fast right. and efficient. Right. Which is ironic, right? When you talk about speed and efficiency is what they love here. In the West. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's what I'm feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Is like I went through all of this, this huge journey in my life. Um, that led me to this point. And, and I see, when I go around the world, I see so many talented Muslims. So many talented Muslims. I was just in Malaysia last year. We were in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many talented people are out there? Yeah. They're just like, you want an app, you want a movie, you want a, you know, a beautiful coffee shop, whatever you want, they can do it. Mm-hmm. But... 
I don't think that like, I think that what's really lacking with the Muslims in general is just um, we just don't have a vision mm-hmm. for how to put things together mm. and so and it's nothing except for an bringing together like taking the prophetic models of leadership and and other things seriously mm-hmm. like just taking it seriously mm-hmm. and then and then seeing the opportunity we if we focus so much on what's negative and what's chaotic and what's crazy you know you'll never you'll never um You'll, you'll be too focused on the negative to see the positive, basically. Mm. Yeah. So how does that relate to why you chose the name? Yeah, so the name, of course, is because I'm putting myself in this position of saying I'm going to be the leader mm-hmm. of this group of young men and mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need you to trust me. I will take care of you. I will protect you. If today everything is great, you know, um, maybe that there's prestige for me, but tomorrow, if there were two million dollars in debt, everybody else can walk away, mm-hmm. and, but I have to deal with it, mm. you know. And mm-hmm. and I think that that's really good. Um, and I think the the brothers that have come on board so far, alhamdulillah. I mean, I think they 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 f- see the vision of what's going on, mm-hmm. and so we're pitching things and we're making proposals and. We're we took my uh, my daughter's chalkboard out of her room and we put it in the front room and we have all this stuff written on it. <laughs> Plans and strategy. and. <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, these guys are like so talented. Yeah. They're so talented, but they're working for like, you know, one of them's working for ice cream. He's working for Haagen-Dazs, mm-hmm. you know, like, and mm-hmm. it's, it's good ice cream. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of meaningful and purposeful things that we need to be doing mm-hmm. rather than selling ice cream. Right. And he, you know, he's feeling it. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. The other brother's feeling it. Yeah. We really want to do something good in the world today, inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah, what a, what a journey it's been. It's been um, a long one, too. You have four episodes, but the first started three years ago that you released it. So that's a little clip from the Circle Submitter Podcast, Submitter Circle Podcast. I kind of like Circle Submitter Podcast. Reminds me of Circle 7, if any of you know what that means. Um, Okay, I want to play a clip from now the American Submitter Podcast that will be coming out next week um, with Brother Amir Suleiman. I've done a tour during Rabi al-Awwal every year for the last nine years. Uh, it's called the Virtues Tour. And the tour is about the virtues of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi So we pick certain virtues and every year and we do a tour and we deal with those virtues. Um, but one of the things that he talks about is that, uh, that he often talks about in different uh, parts of his talks is, are what the virtues are that, uh, and, and they're mostly just measured of what makes it a virtue. So for example, anger has its place. If you don't have any anger, then you have a problem. You know what I mean? So if someone can smack your mother in the face and you don't feel anything, that's not a, a, 
a, a makam to even seek. You know, that's not virtuous. You have a deficiency there. But if you also have anger that, you know, someone steps on your foot and you murder them at the, you know, you, you want to murder them, that's obviously another um, uh, extreme. So it's how to have Muhammadan anger, Muhammadan sexual desire, Muhammadan uh, in business and dealing with uh, wealth, um, uh, Muhammadan in uh, how to engage in brotherhood and friendship and loyalty and all these things, right? So that's what we're trying to learn. And so, uh, so to go back to the point of the different wasallam, to go back to, to the comparison of, of patience versus renunciation in the way that I'm using the word renunciation now is that, so it's good to have desire and it's even good for that desire to persist and be unmet, unsatisfied. Uh, but only a person's spiritual level can they sustain that state, you know. So a, a person on a lower level, like myself, it, I'll, I'll start to lose it. If, uh, or you start to question Allah, you start to have, it, it, it turns um, toxic, you know. May Allah protect us from that. You know, oh, why me, God? Why, oh, I, I got cancer. Or, oh, you know, my mother passed. Or, oh, my, my, my child died. Or really difficult things, real life difficult things that aren't a matter of, that aren't first world problems, that are human problems, you know? Um, so they're legitimate is what I mean by saying that. Legitimate real life problems. Um, and for some people, just like for some people, poverty leads them closer to Allah. And some people, poverty um, is their greatest enemy to their religion. Um, that Imam Ali alayhi salam said that if, if poverty was a man, I would have killed him, you know. And uh, and like what Allah mentions in the Quran about that, um, that shaitan threatens you with poverty and leads you to unseemly deeds. You know, so some people, poverty is, is destructive and some people, wealth is destructive. But other people, wealth helps them in their religion. You know what I mean? Um, so the other thing about that dynamic of engaging that ayat of Quran that Allah is with the patient ones is that you, it also, for well, I can speak for myself. For myself, it's also made me more ambitious in my dua because I find myself sometimes timid in my, and this is a big, this is a sin, this is wrong. I would be timid in my du'a. Why be timid in du'a? Because if I'm timid in my du'a, if I'm quote-unquote modest in my du'a, then that means either one, I think it's difficult for Allah to perform, or two, I think it is beyond his level of generosity. So say when I say I want a million dollars right now, I have to be serious about that. One, I have to be serious that Allah can do it. It's not hard. And two, that Allah would do it. But if I have in my heart that, okay, Allah's not really going to do that because whatever narrative I've made up about Allah or me or life or how money works or whatever, that Allah's not going to do that, I have to make that dua and expect that if the money does not appear in my lap, that maybe someone made a wire deposit into my account mm -hmm. or something else. Yeah. Maybe it has to be possible. Right. And two, I have to not think that Oh, well, I'm not good enough for Allah to give me that kind of gift. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I committed this sin. I committed that sin. Yeah. I did this wrong thing. I did that wrong thing. So what you're saying is that Allah's generosity cannot exceed 
your value. It's actually it's kind of along the lines with Obedullah was talking about about um, imposter syndrome, where uh, people believing everything that you get is based on merit, when really what you get is based on rahmah. So if you knew Ar-Rahman, you know, again. So, so engaging this this ayat of Quran in this way made me more ambitious in my du'a, mm. because it released me. Because it it made me uh, it's, it made me want to make again. This is this is odd and it's not good. But by way of this weakness in me, it led me to something good. That then it made me make me want to ask for just ridiculous things because I'm like, I'll just ask for something that Allah, for lack of better way of saying it, that Allah, quote unquote, can't do or won't do. Just asking for anything because when he's not giving it to me immediately, then I, he's with me. But in order to have that companionship with Allah Ta'ala, I have to believe it because the patience has to be real. And patience is a kind of suffering. It's a kind of dis- it's it's not a pleasant state. You know, it's it's that you're not getting what you want. But I have to believe it in order to enter into that state of patience. I have to really want it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so then my I just started getting absurd, like ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ridiculous. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. And if I didn't get it, I said then Allah is with me. But then I was like. No, I have to really want it. So I have to really believe it Mm. in order to experience that feeling of patience. So it made me more ambitious with Allah Ta'ala, you know what I mean? And and, and asking for Allah, Ar-Rahman. If you knew Ar-Rahman, may we we know Ar-Rahman in truth and haq. May we know Ar-Rahman. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I think the whole point of what we're talking about is if you knew God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of you, the creator of every miracle, every existence, every atom, the animator of all things. Mm-hmm. If you really knew him, then how would you act? Right. What would you do? What would you say? I think that's the... Um, that's missing. That's yeah. the thing that's missing in all of this that we're talking about. Yeah. And, and then how would you treat others right. well, along the path? How would you, how would you feel about them? Right. Are you confused by them? Are you upset at them? And, uh, you know, I think one of the greatest, um, you know, um, openings for me in this question has been becoming a father mm. because you know, your children want things, mm-hmm. but you know, if I give that, you know, my daughter wants to watch Netflix, mm-hmm. but if I, she's two years old, it's not good for her brain. Mm-hmm. I know that. And I know that's not good for her brain because I've read a little bit and I know a little bit mm-hmm. more than she does, mm-hmm. but I have to, basically she's a pure nefs right now. Right. She's just pure ego mm-hmm. and there's no aqal. Mm-hmm. Like akal is the intellect, and in, in, in Arabic that comes from the the same root as the thing that you tied your camel with, mm-hmm. you hobble your camel with, right? It's a beautiful metaphor because 
the nafs is such an incredible thing. This ego that just, it moves, it has desire, mm-hmm. it runs, it, it gets you going. Mm-hmm. Um, but without the akal, you can get into a lot of trouble. So, you they're moving through the world, and you said, like, I know you really want to run out on the street right now, mm-hmm. but you could get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. There's a real danger. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's something that, like, it's not so not so terrible it's like i want to have a third cookie you already had two like mm-hmm. it's maybe it's not that big of a deal right now but you also depending on your level that you want to raise them to you know you may say that i don't i want to raise my children having no sugar ever mm-hmm. and that's your um you see like i see this child has the potential mm-hmm. you know and i'm going to raise them to that level i'm going to you know if you it's harder for you as a parent to say, I'm going to raise a child that never has sugar. Because now you have to consider birthday parties. You have to consider whatever. TV is a, is a babysitter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if, if that's not a tool that we use in our house, mm-hmm. and I have to step it up. I can't just be sitting around on the couch. Mm-hmm. Being, and I have to... And so I fall in some, some range in here. I'm not perfect. I'm not... But I'm trying, you know, mm-hmm. to be really good for them. And... And then I see, like, when Allah withholds something from us, it's, isn't that kind of the yeah, same thing? Yeah. He's saying, like, you know, you don't know how to cross the street right now, yeah. you know, or, you know, this isn't going to be good for you if yeah. I give this to you right now. If I give you that million dollars, Amir, yeah. you are generous with the, the money I've given you so far, yeah. but you may not be as generous when you yeah. get that because you're like, I've been waiting so long for this. Yeah. And then you sort of think, like, I don't know if I'm going to get this again. Yeah. Even though you know that. Yeah, but all kinds of things, all kind of things can um, come. Like I said, when people go from poverty to wealth, it can it can be destructive. I mean, it's countless. It's almost cliche, you know, of in the music industry, in the movie industry, in the tech industry, you know, place where like wealth, it's like rapid, you know that one day you're like this and next day you're like that. Um, and then uh, also some people going from, from wealth or even from a, a middle-class kind of existence into the street, you know, into homelessness um, can be very destructive, you know, in a different kind of way, you know. Uh, but some people lose everything and they finally find joy, you know what I'm saying? And they, you know, they have kind of a a peace and a relief that they lost and now they found what they were actually looking for. And, and, you know, some people are very poor and then they get some money and they live a life that, you know, um, but the point is, and what you were referencing with from Imam Ghazali is, you know, it's, it's Allah's wisdom. You know what I'm saying? That, so if you don't understand what a street is, you don't understand what automobiles are, you don't understand the rate at which they travel, you don't understand what the impact of a car has on a person that's all of 50 pounds, you know what I mean? Or there's, there's so much that you don't know, you know? You don't know how common it is for people to not pay attention to the road. You don't know how common it is for people to be on their phones and drive. There's so much that you don't know. You're this little um, three-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old, uh, and you want to run in the street. That's all you know. Um, likewise, if we are honest as human beings, individually, we all know almost nothing, you know? And even as a species, 
we all know a little. As individuals, we know nothing. And even all of us together, all conspiring together, we know a little bit, you know? Um, and that's the nature of the universe. The unknown is always more than the known, you know? Uh, there's always more darkness than light, you know? There's always more, and I don't mean uh, darkness in a, in a that good or evil kind of way, just meaning that there's more absence, there's more emptiness than there is matter in the universe. There's more... Um, uh, um, just thinking of like space versus yeah. the planets. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's just there's just Empty more, space. and that actually represents the feminine. That goes in a whole another direction. But the, <laughs> the feminine is always more than the masculine, uh, and the masculine is because the, the masculine represents what is manifested. You know what I'm saying? So like. This is what is manifested, but the unmanifested is always more than a manifested, you know? So if knowledge is masculine, um, knowledge is coming out of ignorance and in t it is surrounded really by ignorance, you know? Um, and what is un... Well, let me not say ignorance. Let me say the unknown. Uh, the unknown is always more than, um, than the known, even though the known is what is apparent. And the unknown by its nature is veiled, you know, uh, but it's always more, you know. Um, yeah, there's a whole um, conversation about power in that context, in the context of gender, that maybe it's for another conversation, but it's, um, it's, it, it represents how, how, again, how people don't witness their power and surrender their power or leave their power dormant for the sake of looking at kind of the grass being green on the, on the, on the other side, you know? Yeah. That does it for this episode. Inshallah, next week we'll be back with our regular scheduled programming. Friday, American Submitter, Saturday, newsletter. And uh, sign up. Sign up for your newsletter if you haven't yet, uh, iamalik.com. You'll find links there for the Patreon. You'll find links there for how to subscribe to iTunes and get on the newsletter. Um, that's where we will have our studio website. So it's all good. If you are interested in the work that we're doing, this is extremely unlikely and uh, I think very exciting work. We want you to be a part of it. Follow us on all the social media feeds. Um, they say you only, you're only supposed to have one call to action at the end of a podcast. So I think what I want to say to you is go to iamalik.com and then just click everything. <laughs> okay? All right. Uh, if you want to hear the, the, the rest of the Patreon episode, um, please do so. If you sign up for $8, you can change that. Uh, at any time later and cancel there's no obligations um, we will see you next week assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh